as far as knowing Satan. Because a lot of times we come in here and we we talk about knowing God and having a relationship with God, but we miss that key element of knowing who Satan is. Because if you don't know who he is, you are bound to fall for anything. So in order for you to defeat this thing called the enemy, you have to know him and you have to know his tricks. And you have to understand how he thinks so that you are able with the spirit of the Lord to say, God, I, I feel something shifting. I feel something on the way. I feel Satan is up to his old tricks because you know him. Hmm. So the thing is, I want you to know Satan, but I don't want you to be in a relationship with him. I want you to know him, but I don't want you to be like, like how we said last last. Sunday, the knowledge versus relationship. I want you to be in a relationship with God, but I absolutely don't want you to be in a relationship with Satan. So know Satan, but don't entertain him for a second. I need y'all to know him, but please don't entertain him for a second. Today is about understanding and knowing how Satan operates. I need y'all to know how he thinks. I need y'all to know how he moves, how he sits, how he dresses. How he smells. I need y'all to know every, every, everything about him. I need you to know your enemy so you can be ready to defeat, to, to defeat every attack that the enemy try to throw your way. Best believe that when you know him and you do the things that the Bible tells you to do, he will flee. But he will come back. Because he will only flee for a little while and then return again because he know we can be feeble-minded sometimes. He know that we can quickly forget what God has already told us. That, so he'll come back because he's watching. And as I go through the word, I'm going to explain to you how he's watching and ready to come after you. Because he's like, he's like, okay, they knew for a little while. They know, they had a knowledge of God for a little while. But their relationship right there, is, he got a crack in it. So he's gone, he was like, they mind, it ain't, it ain't protected right now, so I'm going to sneak back in. So he know that we're feeble-minded and know how quickly we forget, and then we allow our armor to fall. So as I go through this word, I'm going to, because I'm going to be giving you scripture to, to defend what I'm telling you. It's nothing that I said, so if you get mad at me, you're just getting mad at the word. So everything that I'm telling you on today is going to come strictly from the word of God. Because a lot of times when we allow Satan to come in, we are allowing that armor to fall. We are being vulnerable in a different type of area. It's different when we're vulnerable for God. Like in the beginning of my prayer, when I would say just let loose and let God pour in his spirit. But when you are fleshly vulnerable, that is when you are allowing your armor to fall. And in Ephesians 6 and 13, y'all just going to have to write all these stuff down because I'm going to be going quick. Because as I preach, I'm going to be going to a scripture. Ephesians 6 and 13, it says, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing. So when I say that, that Satan is waiting on our feeble minds so that for our minds to shift so that he can sneak in, he's waiting for a piece of your armor to fall. So it doesn't matter if you have on what the breastplate or you have on the sheet, the, the, the stuff on your feet, the hand. I'm not going to go through. I'll go, go back and read Ephesians on up and down. 
It'll tell you all the stuff that you are supposed to have on. So if you allow any piece of your armor to fall, Satan is, he found a way in. He found a crack. You got lax at something. So God on today is saying, check your armor if you're not still standing after the battle. So I need y'all to hear this. So after you go through something, if you feel so weak that you cannot get up, check your armor. Something is missing. Because the words say, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. That's what the words say. So God on today saying, if you have on the full armor of God and you are not able to stand after Satan attacks you, check your armor. Hallelujah. For the works of the devil are all those things he has put in the world to destroy us. I'm telling y'all who Satan is. Who Satan is is all these things that he put in his world to destroy us. Now in John 10 and 10 it says, this is who he is. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come in order that you may have life and life in his fullness. So Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan produces conflict. He produces gossip, idleness, pride, pornography unholy relationships. He steals your right mind, causing you to be spiritually disconnected and unstable. He kills your joy, causing you to doubt God. And he destroys your faith, which affects your relationship with Jesus. So therefore, I gave you the threefold. I gave you the trinity right there. He took your spirit, he took your, your God, and he killed your Jesus. I need y'all to catch that because when he take your right mind, the spirit ain't able to guide and lead you. You don't have no discernment anymore. Hallelujah. I need y'all to catch this because when he kills your joy, it your joy causes you to doubt God because you don't feel something. You don't feel this connection. God, Satan has taken your joy, as we say. But I say you gave it to him. Satan can't take nothing that you don't give. So you give your joy over to Satan. And that is when he comes in and makes doubts. So you start doubting the God of the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then when he destroys that faith, that faith is the thing that gets you into heaven. That faith through Jesus Christ. So when he, did, when he destroys your faith, he then messes up your relationship with Jesus. That man that died for you on the cross, he makes a mockery of your Jesus. Hallelujah. Satan tries to poison our relationship and put us at war with God. Hallelujah. So on last Sunday, I talked about the weeds and the tares, and I talked about how that bearded Darnell is the poisonous weed. It looked just like the wheat, the good stuff, the good wheat, I said wheat and tears, it looked like the good wheat, it mimics. So it comes in and it poisons. So Satan tries to make you look like the real thing and have you fooled, but while he yet poisoning your mind, you don't even realize he's in there poisoning because you still, you still say you're going to church, you're doing the work, you're serving, 
But 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 God is like, but your mind is messed up. You've let a piece of your armor fall. Know him so you can defeat him. Satan is full of pride and arrogance. He said this in Isaiah 14, 13 through 14. He said this. Satan said, I will ascend to the heavens and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods, lowercase g, far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Satan is full of pride and arrogance. Hallelujah. This reveals Satan's sinful nation, nature. His rebellion, his disobedience, his self-sufficiency, his pride, his self-examination, exaltation, and his all-encompassing pride and arrogance. So when you start, when you start thinking about your life and start thinking about things that is going on around you, look for pride and arrogance. Look for someone that is all about them. When you are in a relationship, if it's all about them, if everything always goes back to them, if their concern is not about you, check your armor. Check your relationship. Because in this statement, it's like, as I was reading, it's like, I will do this. Satan is saying, I will, <laughs> I will go up and exalt myself. I will be over you. I will control you. That, that is the lingo y'all have to be mindful of. Even for yourself, if you catch yourself talking that way, check your armor. Because Satan is full of, he is fierce and cruel. So Satan is full of pride and arrogance, and then he, he is fierce and cruel. 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says, Stay alert! Because I got an exclamation. I need y'all to stay alert! <laughs> got your attention then. Stay alert! And watch out for your great enemy, the devil. But what it say? It says he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Oh, don't take that as a joke, my people. When the Bible put a, in the scripture, it's, it's an exclamation mark. So God is trying to tell us something. He is trying to tell us to stay alert each and every day. Stay alert. Don't think just because God has blessed you with this great job, one of your children doing good for a moment, you know, your folks, your relationship acting right, your mama talking to you right, you know, everything's good. God is saying, stay alert. Because Satan is still walking around waiting for you to make a mistake. He's waiting for you to get lax and, and, and say, ooh, this thing heavy. This, uh, this thing on my foot. Let me kick my feet sweating. Let me kick a piece of my arm off. He's waiting. So the scripture tells us to stay alert. Know the enemy so that you are able to stand firm against him and to be strong in your faith. But if you don't recognize his attacks or tricks, you won't be ready when he tries to devour you. The scriptures say, verse 10, that after you have suffered for a little while, he will. I need y'all to hear the scripture now. Because God is saying, 
When you stay alert and you suffer for a little while with Jesus. Now, your suffering in the world, that's that between you and the, you and the enemy. That between you and Satan. But God is saying, when you suffer with me for a little while, because on your walk, for my sake, you will suffer. But God is saying, I will restore you. Now, that sounds like a God that ain't prideful. Because it's not about him, it's about y'all. Like, look at the difference. Satan is about him. But God is saying that I will restore you. He said, I will support you. And I will strengthen you. And God said, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Hallelujah. We get so weary in our well-doing. And it's only been a little while. We think two, three, five years is a long time. That God's saying, just suffer with, just suffer when you for a little while. Because even through that, you still should have joy. And if you don't have joy, what you need to do? Check your armor. Because he said that I will restore you. This is what the word of God said. And because the word said it, I believe it. God said, I will restore you. I will support you. Oh, that sounds good to my ear for somebody to support me. And I will strengthen you. So again, I say stay alert because Satan is seeking to devour you. Right now in this moment, Satan is seeking to devour you. Know this and believe it. Believe Satan to be just what he is, a sneaky snake. Believe that he is at your feet right now trying to slither around and figure out what he can do. Don't think Satan can't come in the church house. He was in the Garden of Eden. He was in the holy place that God created. So don't think he can't be here waiting for your armor to fall. That should have been the name of the title, huh? Satan is powerful. We get it so twisted up thinking he's a weak little frail thing. He is not. He is powerful. Jude 1 and 9. It says, but even Michael, one of the mightiest of angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, they, this is when they, this took place, when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. So this shows us how we should deal with Satan. Now, we know the angels are a created being. So even when the angels came in contact with the devil, they still went to who? To the father to fight their battle. So why do you think you're strong enough to fight against the enemy when Michael the angel went to him and said, Lord, rebuke you. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. You go in thinking that you're going to do it on your own. You're going to get every piece of your armor knocked off. Because you can't do it by yourself. That is called puffiness. When you go in puffed up thinking, I got on my armor. I'm ready to fight. But you go in fighting without the name of Jesus, you're going to lose that battle. So never underestimate his power. And don't ever try to rely on your own power because it won't work. He is only defeated when you call upon the Lord and trust in God to do the work. 
Satan has to be rebuked in Jesus' name. Pleading the blood of Jesus is a life-changing power. He didn't come here and die for us for no reason. He didn't come here as an example for no reason. Because even when Jesus walked this earth, he, he said, God, help me. That was for us to look at him as a living example. But Satan, who God, Satan is subtle and deceitful. Not only that he's power, he's subtle with his power. He's very deceitful. Because he'd be, he be thinking, he was like, okay, bro, over here, I ain't got to lose all my power. I can be a little subtle. But he's so weak. He ain't even got the breastplate on. So I can just get him, I can just punch him right in the, in the stomach, and he'll just go down. So 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, 2 Corinthians 11.3 reference Eve. And, and Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the devil back in Genesis 3 that I just read at the beginning of the sermon. It says he was smooth, subtle, and slick as he used some of God's words to snatch Adam and Eve out of Eden from their perfect home. He snatched them away from their purity. Learn from the words so that you won't fall for anything. We get up, we get so caught up in how something sounds that we quickly lose focus because Satan, that's why I said at the beginning, y'all got to know how he sounds, know how he walks, know how he's dressed because he can sound so good. Because Eve probably sitting up there on that hilltop and, and with her legs a little crossed over and Satan just was just sitting around talking and she was like, ooh, that sounds good. You know the word. You know how women get when they think a man know the word. Even though Adam was right there, I'm saying if Eve was single, I'm just saying. When you see somebody that's, that's spitting the word to you, that thing look attractive. So Satan was, was spitting the word back to him and that whole little feeble mind didn't even know he was messing it up because it sounds so good. Because the words say don't add or take away. So y'all don't realize one little word can change up everything about God. Because God is the word. So when you add something to it, you are changing the almighty God. So therefore, you are no longer serving the God of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. So because it sounds so good, we get lost in the words. Because it sounds so good. Satan wooed Eve with his very, what is it, bare metal? Fair white. I don't even know what like. <laughs> Satan wooed Eve with his very white tone of voice that the words quickly devoured her up. Who God? And it affected all those things around her. And, and when I read that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's like we, we think just because we do something sinful in isolation that it only affects us. But oh no, it affects everything you are connected to. And not only affected her husband, it affected her seed seeds. It affected the place she lived. It affected how she lived. It affected how she moved. It affected how she dressed. It affected how she thought. Hallelujah. It affected everything about her. So Satan is subtle and deceitful. 
And he's an intelligent temple. He's so smart. In Matthew 4, this is where he is trying to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. And Jesus shows us that, shows us what to do or how to respond when, when Satan uses his intellect to try to tempt us. He doesn't entertain his, this cunning snake for he is wise and for those who are spiritually weak will fall for his smart remark. Having a second guess what God has made clear to us. So a lot of times God can tell you exactly what to do and as you begin to do it, you start, you, you start slowly doing this. And this line's supposed to be straight. For those listening online, I was, I was inching over a little, a little bit instead of walking in a straight line. I got to let them know, give them a visual when we all listen to this later. Instead of walking on this straight line and doing exactly what God has called you to do, that intelligent little tempter, he starts messing with little things in your life that causes you to drift, that causes you to, to take your focus off of God. He started using your family. He started using your children. He started using your job. He started using every little thing that he can. He started messing with your money. And then because he started messing with your money, your faithfulness and paying your tithe started drifting that way. And, just, and that's just a sign of obedience. Your obedience starts to drift. So he doesn't Say, Jay, Jesus doesn't entertain Satan. We waste, <laughs> oh Jesus, we waste so much time trying to convince Satan when the person we should be worried about or trying to convince is God. And then Satan will flee. We waste so much time over here talking to Satan. Satan, get out of my house. Satan, leave my children alone. Satan, leave my money alone. And Satan just sitting there like, what? who are you talking to? Because we're entertaining him. While we're sitting there talking to him, he, he's talking, but he's on the back end messing with something else that you don't need to see. So he's going to come from behind you and trip you. You're going to fall and bust your head wide open because you're focused on a relationship thinking you're talking to Satan and getting him out your house, but you ain't doing it the right way because your armor is chipped. And he's doing other things around you. Hmm. We waste so much time. Jesus used the word, meaning his focus was on God, not Satan. He didn't entertain Satan. You have nothing to prove to Satan. If you say you serve Jesus, that is it. You have nothing to prove to him. Try this. I need y'all to try this the next time. Instead of talking to Satan, ignore him and talk to God. When Satan, when you smell him, when you see him, when you, when, when you feel him coming, say, okay, I see you coming. I'm not going to talk to you, right? You stay right there. I'm about to go talk to God right quick. Don't entertain him. Say, Jesus, you told me I need y'all to use the word of God back to God. And that is how the devil will flee. Being a little feeble-minded person thinking, oh, go, I got to fight Satan. Satan like, who are you talking to? 
I'm telling you to use God. Try Jesus. Say, Jesus, you told him once before. Now tell him again to get out of here. You're talking to Jesus, not Satan. You're not saying Satan, get out of here. You're saying, Jesus, you told him before to get out of here. Now do it again. Jesus, tell him again. Say, Lord, you rebuke Satan, just like the scriptures say. Lord, you do. Lord, I worship you and you only. God said in your word that when the enemy attacked, that you will restore me. God, you said in your word that when the end, you're talking to God, now you're not entertaining. Say, you said, God, you told me in your word that when the enemy attacked me, I will suffer for a little while, Lord, but you will restore me. So, Lord, I need you to go take care of that for me while I'm over here worshiping you. I need you to handle this on this side. Because I don't, I don't even want to look at him. I don't even want to entertain him. Because if I look at him, he's going to try to find a way in. So I can't do that right now, Lord. I just need to worship you. And trust and believe that you will fight my battle. Because as soon as I turn, Satan said, I got him. As soon as you turn and look at him, he said, I got him. Hallelujah. Because they didn't first go and get power. They didn't go and get put on the full armor, God. So even when you stand, you ain't even standing in yourself no more. You are standing strong spiritually so that none of the attacks of Satan can get to you. Because you've done the work. You went back and had a relationship with God. You, don't, you not only know the word, now you're in relationship with the word. Hallelujah. That is when you are most powerful. Hallelujah. So now that you, you know who Satan is, and y'all may have known this already, but I need y'all to put on another type of attack on today. I need y'all to put on the true armor of God and stop putting it on and calling it God. Because if you do that, you're crap. Because the words say, if you are still woozy after the battle, check your armor. And some of y'all be still down and out after the battle. You ain't fooling nobody. So stop saying that you got on the full army of God, the full armor of God, when you ain't fighting this battle the right way, when you can't even get up off the floor. God said you can cry for a little while. You can mourn for a little while. But at some point, I need you to get up with all power and stand so that I can restore you. So that I can strengthen you. Amen. So then when the next attack comes, you will be able to stand the next time. But if you just stay on the floor, how you going to keep fighting? Check your armor. Hallelujah. JJ, I'm about to come in. James 4, 7 through 8, it says, So humble yourself before God. This is what I need you to do. Humble yourself before God. Anything that you thought before this sermon and you still feel a little defeated and now that you've heard the word and you're going back and check your armor, that is God saying humble yourself. That you are humble enough to go to God and say, God, I thought I was strong. God, I thought I was fighting Satan the wrong way, but I wasn't worshiping you. So God is saying, so humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, 
and he will flee. When the words say, when the words say, flee from you, please know that this isn't just the outer devil take, but it's also those inner things that are unholy. So when you are asking God to, to say, Lord, rebuke Satan, rebuke him, rebuke him, make him flee, Lord. It ain't about all this other stuff, because sometimes we can label people as the enemy. But what about that stuff that's on the inside of you? That unholy stuff that's on the inside of you that needs to flee. How are you fighting that? Because a lot of times we think that we're standing and fighting against something else, this spiritual warfare or this battle against circumstances and situations. But God said, what about all this, that inner battle? How are you fighting that? Because these very things is what Satan is using to keep you separated from God. Well, haven't you think you are a complete relationship with Jesus? Last verse, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, the temptations in your life are not are no different from what others experience. Stop thinking you are alone. The words say the temptations in your life are no different from what others are experiencing. And God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. I need y'all to hear this, that God is faithful. That when we are going through something, that he won't allow it to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, this is the good part. For when you are tempted and when, when, when God is saying, okay, that it's getting real hard for my missionary or getting real hard for my brothers and sisters, for my children, it's getting real hard. God said he will show you a way out. So that you can endure. But my question on today. Have you ignored the way out? Because God said that through. <laughs> through you being tempted. I will not allow the temptation to take you out. I will not allow just like Job. He said I will not allow Satan to kill you. He said, I won't. He can take everything around, but I will not allow him to touch you. And I will give you a way out. But God is saying, have you ignored it? God said, have you ignored the word of God? When he sends in a servant, or he sends in a word, when you are having dreams, when you are having thoughts of thinking about the word, and God brings something to your memory and say, leave there. Go here. Move that. Take that away. Y'all don't realize those are called your way out. But we ignore it and thinking, oh, it don't take all that. I don't have to lay that down. I don't have to walk through that door. I can go through the window. I don't have to go through the front. God, do I really have to go through the front door? The back door closer. But God said the way out is through the front door. But if you go out the back door, you're just going to endure suffering that I did not give you. That temptation is going to take you out. And you're going to find yourself falling out on the floor and not able to get up. When you find yourself not able to get out, you have missed the way out. And you need to what? Check your armor. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you for giving us the answers, for showing us who Satan is, for teaching us how to rebuke him, how to stand, how to fight, for telling us that we're not alone. For the words say that, that we're not alone. For telling us that the temptation that come our way, that we are able to endure because God is not going to give us more. Y'all know that. that Y'all know the word. Come on, church folks. He ain't going to give us more than we can bear. But if you've missed the way out, guess what you've done? You've added something on your plate that ain't meant to be there. Hallelujah. So God, just like he did Peter, he's reaching out his hand to you. He's trying to prevent you from sinking. He said, keep your eye on me. Eyes. Keep your eyes on me. And while you keep your eyes on me, keep your hands reach, reaching out to me. So that as you get closer to me, I will grab you. Like the words say, I will grab you. I will restore you. I will strengthen you. I will be the support that you need. You don't need the water is something that you can fall through, y'all. Do y'all realize that? But God said, I will be the support that you need if you just keep your eyes on me. Hallelujah. I love his word on today. And I hate the enemy. I'm mad with the devil on today. So because I'm mad with the devil, I go to the Lord and say, God, I'm mad with him. Go get him. Hallelujah. Go get him, Lord. That is how y'all need to fight on today. When stuff in your life begins to get hard, say, God, I cannot do this on my own. I tried it my way. And that way my armor was faulted. The devil gave me some, he sold me some messed up stuff. And then he ain't even give me no warranty on it. He said, I can't get my money back for this. But with you, I know that you can give me time back. Hallelujah. But with God, everything on my life has a warranty. Hallelujah. God said it, I will give it back to you. I will restore you. But I just need you to believe in me. I need you to have faith. That everything in this word is life. It's the living word on today. Oh, glory to God. I feel you, Lord Jesus. I feel the weight lifting, Lord God. I feel you restoring me in this mind, Lord Jesus. I feel your word pouring into me, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for fighting my battles, Lord God. When I didn't understand, Lord
don't care about you. He don't care about you. He is false. He is a false prophet. He will give you half the word. Hallelujah. Jesus. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you for doing it again. Hallelujah. 